Before diving into the episode, I wanna tell you about my brand new 10-week fitness goal setting program that has been completely revamped. Throughout 2020, I coached five groups in a 10-week program and I've coached 37 individuals through the program as well. All year, I've slowly tweaked some things about the program based off of what works and what doesn't, what resonates with people and what doesn't. And I'm so excited to finally announce that I have the new and improved, the bulletproof, the impenetrable 10-week fitness goal setting program going live today. You can go to nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs to learn more. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs to learn more. Now, get ready to hear how they lost 23 pounds and 27 pounds respectively in 10 weeks, how they were struggling with their fitness journey before they started, what they ate in order to lose the weight, the importance of keeping track of their progress, and their three keys to sustaining success in their health and fitness journey, and then so much more coming right up. This is episode number two, four, four, with two of my own badass clients, Jill and Tank. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm here because you wanna become the best version of yourself, but there are so many things that you need to do in order to get there. And because it's overwhelmingly complicated, it's easy to lose focus, easy to lose a sense of direction, which is why so many people fall short of their true potential. But that's why I create videos, podcasts, and fitness programs to keep you on track to your best you. Go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. Today is a super special interview, super unique. Today I'm bringing you two of my very own clients who have had a lot of success in participating in my 10-week fitness goal setting program. Jill is an online client of mine who's completed two of the 10-week fitness goal setting programs and has lost a total of 35 pounds. Tank is an in-person client who has completed two programs as well and has also, also lost a total of 35 pounds and is getting ready to start his third program. I'm really excited for the end of this episode when they give you their three keys to sustaining success that they've achieved. Make sure you go to nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs to learn more about the brand new program that led Jill and Tank to these amazing results. But without further ado, here's to getting closer to your best you with Jill and Tank. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I am... Super fired up. I say that before every single episode, but I don't know if I've been more excited to share this super special, super unique episode with you guys today. I got the one and only Jill Burton and the one and only Nicholas Brownfield, or AKA Tank, with me today. Um, I just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today, guys. So happy to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Of course. Of course. So, to introduce you guys a little bit to, to these two, these two are a couple of my clients and they have participated in, actually both of them now are participating and have participated in two of my 10-week fitness goal setting programs. And I want you guys to be super thankful that they're here today sharing a little bit of their story and giving you a little bit of insight into their blueprint, into how they were able to be so successful during the fitness goal setting program and hopefully give you guys a little bit of belief that you can do this too. You can achieve the same sort of results or very similar types of results that they can achieve, that they have achieved and they will continue to achieve as well. And so I'm going to talk to, to them a little bit about kind of their experience in the fitness goal setting program that they had with me, what they did to be so successful and everything like that. But to kind of start off, I'm going to start off uh, the same question for both of you, but Jill, I'm going to have you 
lead us off, I want you to just kind of give a couple of minutes and talk about kind of why you joined the program in the in the first place and kind of where you were in regards to your health and fitness journey when you first joined. So I started, I worked out off and on pretty much most of my life, but in the last, I started a fitness program back in 2016, middle of 2016, um, at Orange Theory with you, Nick, and such, and um, was very consistent with it, but I never monitored my food. I never did anything like that. And so it worked some of the time. It got me in good shape. Um, but then back in November, I ended up having a shoulder injury I'd been dealing with. The doctor said, look, you've really got to stop November of 19. So I took off three months to let that heal. That was November to February, not knowing the pandemic was going to start in March. So then from I went back for about four weeks. Then starting in March, the gym closed down. And um, so from March to May, I ate, ate, ate out of depression, being locked down, not having a gym to go to. It just, I just got spiraling out of control. And then I got your email about the program starting. And I knew that would be the way for me to really reset, kickstart, do what I needed to do to get back on track. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, that insight. All right. Tank, how about you, man? A couple minutes talking about, again, kind of where you were in, in your health and fitness journey at the point when you, when you first started the first 10-week program and uh, why you started it. Yeah, so I um, I worked out pretty consistently um, all of last year. I I hit a couple major fitness goals last year, and then I kind of was looking for a new direction, and that's when I joined Orange Theory and met met you. Um, and I was really enjoying Orange Theory. I was uh, going all the time felt like I was getting stronger and faster. And then like a lot of people, you know, pandemic came around and workouts had to shift to being at home. And I started off extremely motivated uh, and I was getting those home workouts in and um, I was still trying to push myself. But as things dragged out, I became less and less motivated um, and workouts became fewer and further between and eating just got worse and worse for me. I, as far as just nutrition choices, um, and about then I started putting on weight during the summer this year. Um, and then, which I had already made a lot of progress. So I started regressing from where I wanted to be and, uh, about that about the time I started talking to you, I realized like I, I really needed to refocus and um, make a new commitment to myself and the program. Um, when we started talking about it, it seemed like the perfect way to uh, really not only get me to where I was, but to even push myself to um, uh, where I wanted to really be. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that guys. So kind of the next next place I want to go at is, you know, a lot of people talk about how they set fitness goals, whether they want to lose weight, whether they want to be a better runner or, or whatever it is. But I don't think most people take the time to bring themselves through a very specific framework or goal setting methodology, or don't take the time to seek somebody else out who will do that for them. And that's obviously something that I 
bring through um, with every single one of you guys, the very specific goal setting framework and methodology. And so I just kind of want you to speak to after we spent the time to figure out exactly what that very specific goal was, then we very much identified the two or three most important things that we were going to do to get there. And then we talked about weekly commitments and all that kind of stuff. After we just had that process and we hadn't even started week number one yet, what did that process, how did that process make you feel? Did it make you feel more confident? Did you have more clarity? Talk a little bit about that. I'll start with Tank right away. Uh, yeah, the process of getting it all set up actually got me super fired up about starting the program because um, having clearly defined goals, um, you know, the the ultimate goal in your net of, you know, weight loss, you're not when you're not confident, I wasn't confident that I was going to get there. But once we broke it down and like, set measures in place to um, that we knew would get me closer to reaching that goal, I was like, I, I knew that I could accomplish the things that we had set before me, and that they were going to eventually push me to get closer to the ultimate goal. And uh, I mean, it got me really excited to just get started and to try and get to where I wanted to be. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that I know for me, anytime I have a goal, if I don't have clarity at all in regards to the strategy, then it just kind of seems intangible. It's like, okay, what's next? What's next? So Jill, did you have anything to maybe add on that or? Yeah, I, I mean, I think along the same lines, but just breaking it down, because I can't tell you how many diets I've been on in my life, you know, diets and health plans and workout plans and this, that and the other, but I've never broken it down like we did. And I think that's what helped in our initial little kickoff planning call. You had me break it down and then you had me map it out on my scoreboard and, you know, where I was going to see that all the time. So it wasn't in, you know, just some device, you know, that it depended on me opening it. It was up on my refrigerator all the time. And I had all those mini goals broken down on there. That was huge for me, the mini goals to get to that big goal. Cause I always set the big goal, but I don't ever break it down. You know? Yeah. So that yeah. was a huge part for me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to break it down. It takes time on the front end. That's for sure. But, um, so as you guys know, I, I, I talk a lot about how it's not just about saying that you're going to do the strategy. It's not just about saying, okay, oh, I'm going to start working out four times a week. I'm going to eat clean, healthy meals. I'm going to uh, eat at home uh, five nights a week like Tank you had. I'm, I'm going to eat 80% of my meals as clean and healthy. It's not about just saying that because a lot of people say it, but then they just rely on like discipline and willpower in order to follow through. But I talk so much with, with you guys about it's about having a system of success that increases the likelihood that you follow through. And so one of the biggest aspects of that is having perspective and by taking a little bit of time at the beginning of every single week and asking yourself, okay, what can I do this week to like set myself up for success so that I actually do what I say I'm going to do? So Jill, I'll start with you. What did the 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever that time amount was on Sunday before the week kind of look like for you in regards to setting yourself up for success and just speak towards the benefit of it? So I think a lot of it was really looking at what were my weekly commitments going to be for that week to help me reach those mini goals. I already had the mini goals defined. So it was really what did I need to do and maybe what hadn't I done well the week before to 
be able to meet those mini goals. You know, I, I tried to stay on track with them and that maybe it was not having the right food in my refrigerator. Maybe it was, you know, needing to change water bottles to something that just caught my eye a little bit more, you know, setting an alarm on my phone. I did that various times, you know, for drinking the water. I tried different things. I found out what didn't work for me one week and then I would change it, reset and try something else to, you know, try to be more successful the following week. So it was really looking back at that prior week in order to go forward the next week. Awesome. And how long did that usually take you on Sundays when you were kind of going about trying to create those commitments? You know, I think about it kind of throughout the day, but then we would have a weekly check-in call every Sunday and, you know, and I wanted to always be prepared for that weekly check-in call. So probably about 30 minutes before that call, I would really focus on writing them down and defining them, but I would have been thinking about them kind of throughout the day. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And like you said, it, it may be about 30 minutes is running through your head throughout the day. I think it's impossible for it not to be running through your head throughout the day if you're really involved in the process. But just the, the fact that it was like 30 minutes or 20 minutes of investment, like it can seem like a long time on Sunday when you're doing it, when you'd rather be doing something else. But that 20 or 30 minutes of investment on the front end goes such a long way throughout the, the rest of the week to really help you out. And I'm going to, before, before I jump to tank, I'm going to kind of give everybody a little bit more of a perspective and clarity and framework as to what exactly we're talking about. So I'm going to share your scoreboard here really quickly that you created for the program so everybody can see. And so everybody, this is this is Jill's scoreboard. So at the beginning of the program, we set the goal that she wanted to lose 20 pounds by July 26th. And then, like I said, we developed a very specific strategy of things that she needed to do every single week in order to achieve that loss of 20 pounds. And so we came up with working out four times a week for 45 minutes and eating clean, healthy food and drink 90 ounce, 96 ounces of water every single day. And then she had the days of the week and weeks one through 10. And so this was the strategy, right? This is what we wanted to do every single week. But this is what we can't just solely rely on discipline for because most of you guys know that you should be working out about that amount. Most of you guys know you should probably be eating clean, healthy food and drinking 96 ounces of water, but you're just not doing it or not doing it as effectively as you would like to be. And so that's what she's talking about, weekly commitments. That's where she's talking about, okay, in order to increase the likelihood that I drink 96 ounces of water every single day, I'm going to set a, a phone alarm to remind me, hey, Jill, drink water. Because it's so easy to say drink more water, but you're going throughout your busy day and you're on phone call after phone call, or you're on Zoom meeting, you're at your office and you're like, oh crap, I forgot. And it's already one o'clock and I've had eight ounces of water. And so in order to prevent that, we set the weekly commitment of I'm going to put my alarm system on my phone to remind me. So this is kind of just a little bit of insight as to her scoreboard. We might jump back to that. But I really liked, Jill, what you said in regards to it was helpful to kind of go back and reevaluate what happened last week and adjust. And for all of you guys out there listening, when you are holding yourself accountable for whether or not you did something you were supposed to do, you have to approach yourself with curiosity rather than criticism. Because it's so easy to beat yourself up and be like, oh, why didn't I drink that water? Why didn't I eat my eat, eat clean, healthy foods? But that doesn't do any good. One, it just like makes you mad at yourself, which is just stupid. And then two, it doesn't allow you to come up with any actual solutions. But if you come at yourself with curiosity, then it's okay, why did I not drink the water? Why? Did I not eat clean, healthy food? Okay, maybe I didn't drink water because I forgot. Okay, how can I not forget make an alarm system? So that's kind of a little bit of a way that 
Jill was able to kind of come up with a, with a new solution. So again, I'm going to kind of go back to the original question, back to you, Tank, because I think this is such an important topic as to talk about the time spent at the beginning of the week, coming up with some weekly commitments to set yourself up for success, what that looks like for you and the benefit of it for you. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, really, I spent um, the biggest game changer for me on Sundays, especially was planning out my meals, because um, nutrition was obviously a huge focus for me and eating dinners at home was one of my goals. Um, so being able to plan out exactly what I'm going to eat um, for three or four days at a time. So I'm not biting off a whole week at a time. I'm just doing a three day chunk so that it's manageable. Um, and, uh, just doing that, it took, it took me roughly 20, 30 minutes, about the same amount of time to plan that, but being able to plan it out and decide, you know, this is what I'm eating for breakfast. This is what I'm eating for lunch at work. Um, and I'm dinner is where I really was able to add a little more variety. Um, I, I kind of stayed pretty consistent with, breakfast and lunch just because it made it easier for me to uh, accomplish the, the commitment to myself. And the same thing Jill was saying, like making a commitment to move me closer to those things. So um, I think every week uh, that I've been in both programs with you, I've had a commitment to plan my meals on Sundays and Wednesdays because that's that's what's made the biggest difference to me is just knowing what I'm going to be putting in um, and then, you know, not always being perfect, but knowing that I have a plan um, for nutritious, nutritious meals. Yeah, no doubt. And I hope you guys are paying close attention because we're giving you so much great information right here. Like exactly what he does every single week is on Sunday, he preps his meals for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then again on Wednesday, he preps his meals for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it's like, that seems like it's something that would be something that you don't even need to write down. It's like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I know I'm just going to do that. I'm just, just do it. But it's like, no, you have to write it down and, and plan out, okay, when am I going to go to the grocery store? And what meals am I actually going to create? Because what, what meals am I actually going to make? Because if you don't have that next level of clarity of like what the meal is, then you'll find an excuse as to like, oh, okay, I'm not going to go to the grocery store yet because I don't really know exactly what I'm going to get yet. And then Monday comes and Tuesday comes and you're like, crap, I didn't do it. So being able to have that level of perspective in the beginning is huge. And I really appreciate y'all's y'all's insight on that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kind of jump straight into eating eating habits again, because we talked about how nutritious. I showed you guys Jill's scoreboard and she put clean, healthy foods. Now, that's not where we left it. We talked more about specific as to what actually eating clean and healthy foods mean. Um, and then, and same thing, and same thing with Tank. So I just want you guys to give them a little bit of insight in regards to maybe what a lunch or a dinner might have looked like for you. Because like you both said, you've done some diet plans, meal plans in the past. And it's like, they just Maybe they worked for a little bit, but then it was like a yo-yo kind of a thing. And this was obviously not that. This was not a, a diet system. I'm very much want this to be something for everybody that can they can live sustainably with it moving forward. So I'm going to start with you again, Jill. Just talk to you about what maybe the, the meals looked like and 
how it wasn't a diet and how it was easy to sustain kind of moving forward? Yeah, so I kind of took the easy route because I know I don't cook a whole lot. And then also with the pandemic, I really wasn't going out to the grocery store very much and such. And so I would go to Costco a couple times a month and I would really um, stock up on bulk. So I would get bigger bags of oranges, bigger, you know, things of eggs, that kind of stuff. And so some healthy things like that that I could have and that would last for at least a couple of weeks at home. And um, so I would eat the fruit. I would rely on fruit. I would have eggs for breakfast. Um, you know, I'd get, they have some, you know, lower sugar Greek yogurt and such that I would get. But then I also relied on clean eats a lot because it's fresh, healthy, pre-prepared, pre-proportioned meals. So it was a matter of me taking it out of the refrigerator or the freezer and putting it in the microwave. And that was what was easiest for me and what worked for me just because I know I'm not going to take the time to cook. I'm just not. So I had to plan something different that would be easy for me that I could be successful. Yeah. Well, and I didn't like, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are both going to have a, like, a little bit different perspectives in regards to the, the meal prepping, because it is so important for you to know that about yourself that, okay, I'm not going to cook because so many people who maybe are starting a new fitness program or they set a new fitness goal or they're starting a, a, a diet plan. They don't realize that like they're going into something or they say they're going to do something that they're actually not willing and able to do based off of their past habits. And that's so much what we talk about, right? Like don't say that you're going to do something that you haven't shown or proven to yourself that you've been willing and able to do it in the past. So you know you weren't willing and able to cook in the past, so don't say we're going to start cooking and, and meal prepping every single meal. It's like, no, meet yourself where you're at and come up with a plan based off of that. And and she mentioned she mentioned Clean Eats. If you guys are here in Nashville, then Clean Eats is an awesome meal prep service where you can go out and get pre-portioned meals. You can order ahead of time and go pick it up, or they have refrigerators where you can have grab-and-go meals. Awesome place. Um, so you guys should check that out. If you're not in Nashville, then there's probably a meal prep service wherever you live. They're absolutely everywhere now. And so if you're somebody who knows you're not going to cook, <laughs> then don't. <laughs> then find another solution. Find a way around that that is something that you're more willing and able to do. So again, kind of tank back to you. Talk a little bit about, give everybody a little bit of insight into what some of the things that you ate actually were and how it wasn't a diet and how it's something that you've been able to sustain now for what, 15, 16 weeks. Yeah. So one of the things that I got from you that almost seems too obvious, but is that a calorie is not a calorie, you know, <laughs> 600 calories of a salad is not the same as a cupcake, you know? Um, and so like it really put into perspective that like, I need to focus on what I'm putting in my body as far as like, it needs to be, uh, close to the source and it needs to be whole foods. And, um, so I, I enjoy cooking. So I spend a lot more time, like checking, trying different recipes and like making sure that I was incorporating a lot of produce into my diet and spending a lot more time in the produce section um, and like really just simplifying things which is another thing that you talk about is like just make it simple and keep it close to the source just eat fresh vegetables 
eat meat, eat, you know, um, things that are not that you can prepare different ways, but are not necessarily difficult to make. And it's really, I've become a better cook because of this. I'm eating mm-hmm. better because of this. And like, it's, it, it's really been a huge game changer for me, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm glad that you talked about the simplicity of it because that's what I try to make it for everybody because there are so many, the, the, in the grand scheme of things, the enemy of execution is complexity. It's like, if you, like we talked about earlier, if you don't know exactly what your simplistic strategy is going to be towards something, it's like, okay, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? And nutrition in the world that we live in right now is the ultimate world of complexity. There's all these different fad diets. These all there these different people saying the keto diet's the best diet, plant-based diet is the best diet. This is science-backed research. This is science-backed research. It's like, okay, how can there be science-backed research that says the exact opposite thing? And so it's like people try not to get caught up in the complexity and the loud noise of it. Like get back to the basics, realize that it's a little bit more simplistic than most people give it credit for. So I appreciate you kind of talking about that a little bit. Next thing I want to talk about is the scoreboard. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and pop tanks scoreboard up here in a second, but what you, if a lot of people don't reach their goals in life, like the number one people reason people don't reach their goals in life is because they just don't look at them enough. They're not reminded enough. Like, okay, this is exactly what I want to accomplish. This is exactly how I'm going to accomplish it. And so you guys both actually had whiteboard scoreboards. And so it was in, you were constantly engaged with it. You probably saw it every single day. You wrote on it probably maybe once a day, a couple few times a week, whatever it was. And so I want you to talk about just kind of the importance of the scoreboard, where you kept it, how often you engaged with it and stuff like that. I'm just going to go ahead and share Tank's scoreboard here as he just talks a little bit about the importance of his. Yeah, my scoreboard meant everything to me. I My scoreboard is up in in my bedroom and so you know literally every morning I look at it and um it just the accountability of being able to see like okay well I had a cheat meal yesterday so like today I'm eating clean meals or I took a rest day yesterday so I know I have to get my workout in one of my focuses has been to work out in the mornings but if I miss my morning workout I go in the afternoon to get my workout in and like it's just uh having seeing being able to see it and see the results and have it look at you every day and know that you building even if you had a bad day you can build off that and you can still have a good day the next day um and you know exactly you know you don't have to be perfect but you know, what you can, when you are doing well, you're going to, you're still moving towards those goals. Or when you have a, a worse week, you're not as consistent or you don't hit your goals on, on a certain week, like, okay, well, I'm going to uh, self-correct. I'm going to refocus. And this week is going to be a good week and I'm going to hit all my goals yeah. and just having it all laid out in front of you, just, in a trackable way was um, essential to helping me get there to where I wanted yeah. to be. No doubt, dude. And I'm I'm honestly giving you guys way too much 
insight into this, like giving you some secrets away, but it is what it is. Like, and, and, uh, Tang, nothing against you. My handwriting sucks too, but it's not quite as pretty as Jill's. Um, but again, guys, his, his goal was to decrease, <laughs> decrease his weight from 275 to 250 by October 18th. You need a starting line, a finish line, a deadline. Then the things that he was going to focus on is getting his weekly workout six times a week for 45 minutes. Then he was going to eat 80% of his meals being fresh food, which is 17 meals. He was going to eat dinner at home five days a week, and he tracked those things every single day, every single week. And then he had his, he had his weight down here in graph form and in written form. Um, yeah, awesome job. Jill, again, kind of you can talk about the importance of your scoreboard, how often you looked at it, where it was, and stuff like that. So I tape mine up in my refrigerator. And so anytime I was in my kitchen, which is a lot, because actually as I'm working from home, I'm working from my kitchen table. And um, so I would see it every day throughout the day. And, um, you know, I would update it regularly. And then on Sunday is when I'd update my graph, really. But I didn't like not having those boxes checked on the things on my mini goals. I hated that. And there was one week on mine that I did get off track. Um, I wasn't drinking my water. You know, there was about three days that are blank down there on week seven. And I think, oh, look, that's the week that my weight went up too. And so it kind of goes hand in hand. So, you know, I hated that, you know, seeing the blanks on there and having to send it to you with the blanks on there showing that I hadn't had the best week, you know, but it was also something, I don't remember what happened that week. I think life got in the way um, or it was July 4th or there was something that happened that I just, you know, life happened and I didn't keep up with it quite as much, but then come Sunday, I made up my mind, Hey, I'm getting back on track. I don't want it to continue like this. And, you know, and so I started checking the boxes again. Yeah. I love it. And to kind of touch on what both of you touched on a little bit is you don't have to be perfect. And both you obviously had weeks that weren't perfect. But the importance is that you can't let one week, one bad week turn into a second bad week and a third bad week. And one of the biggest benefits of the scoreboard is you see the bad week and you're like, son of a, like that's, damn it. And it's like, you saw this and you were like, well, that sucks. Like all, all this was happening. And then it goes up. Like I want that, that downtrend again. And then boom, you self-corrected. You were like, okay, I'm going to stop that at a week and keep going. Um, so that was huge. And I'm going to show tanks one time just to show a very similar thing on his. This is a, a little bit different. I feel like I remember in week four, you didn't quite get maybe the workouts in. You saw a little bit of drop and then maybe a week here where maybe you didn't have all the meals, but then like maybe there wasn't as much of a drop, then you had a drop. Maybe there was no drop and then a drop. But I also, I can't remember the exact specifics of one of your weeks that wasn't as good, but I very much remember you being kind of frustrated with yourself during the accountability session. You're like, ah, it just wasn't that good of a week, but I'm going to get back to it. And just self-correcting is, is, is huge because I can't tell you how many of the clients that I've talked to where they feel like, okay, on Wednesday I had something unhealthy, so my week is ruined, I'm screwed, let's just screw up the rest of the week. It's like, no, no, don't do that. Like You can self-correct like Thursday as well. But if you had a bad week, you have to just get back up quickly because everybody, like nobody's going to have that graph. Like Maybe you'll have the graph for like 
I mean, like maybe you'll have it for five weeks, six weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 weeks, but like over the, the, the period of your like whole health and fitness journey, you're never going to be smooth sailing. There's always going to be those weeks or those days where life gets in the way and you have to realize like, okay, that's fine. Let's just get back up and self-correct quickly. So I, I, I'm glad you guys both kind of touched on the importance of that. Uh, I want to kind of get down to a few of the last things uh, to wrap up. I don't want to give people too many insights and secrets here. Um, I want to just kind of talk to you guys about kind of like where you are now and like how maybe going through the program, maybe seeing the results that you've got has kind of changed your beliefs about what is possible for you and your health and fitness journey, if that makes sense. Joe, I'll go ahead and, and have you kind of start that off. Yeah, I think, you know, where I am now, I'm still drinking my water. I don't miss my workouts. My workouts are top priority to me. The accountability, I have an accountability partner, which is huge for me. You know, just having that one person who's, you know, I don't necessarily report to them, but, you know, they just help me to stay on track, that kind of thing. Um, I think just having gone through this whole journey, I realized I could do it because I can't tell you how many times I've started some a program in my life, you know, a diet, again, a health plan, whatever that I was doing on my own. I made it up in my head that I was going to do this, but I didn't have the accountability. I wasn't doing the tracking. I didn't have the mini goals none of that. And, you know, and I wasn't ever successful. So time after time, it really beat me down where I felt like I couldn't do it. Like I would never be successful at it. I'd get excited and I'd think, oh, whatever. Day two, I'm already off track. It's done. Well, having a program like this, you know, I had that weekly accountability with you and, you know, that weekly check-in and, you know, and all of that is what really helped me to stay on track and realize that even if life did get in the way, even if I wasn't perfect, I still had great results overall over that 10 week program. I had great results and I exceeded my original goal and it was slow and steady, but you know, always in the past, I might set a weight loss goal of 20 pounds like I did this time. But if I wasn't there in a week, which isn't realistic, but you know, I stepped on that scale. Well, what do you mean? I've only gone down two pounds. Whereas in this case, my goal was 20 pounds over 10 weeks, very defined. Two pounds made sense. Two pounds was right on target. It, that's what I lost. So, you know, I'm, I'm keeping up with everything, a lot of those same types of things that I learned, but probably one of the biggest ones is the accountability. Awesome. Love that. I love it. Tank, same thing. Kind of where are you? I mean, obviously you're doing, you're in the middle of uh, week five of your second 10 week program with me, but just kind of talk about again, the different habits that you've kind of now formed and ingrained and, and where your beliefs are in regards to what's possible for you and, and kind of your fitness goals. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I've, I feel so good from the success that I had the first 10 weeks that I'm just trying to not only keep where I'm at, but try and push myself to the next level because I now have the confidence that I can lose more weight and accomplish more fitness goals that I have. And um, so like, I just feel like I, I've created some healthy habits, uh, especially with cooking and eating at home and eating whole foods. It's, it's like, it's so much better than eating out. Um, and like, 
getting my workouts accomplished. Uh, I, I, the workouts that you program for me are always a killer. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's, I, I love getting the workouts accomplished and, um, it's, I, I just feel like I can keep pushing and like with my weight goal, I, I got to where I wanted to be and I'm now lighter than I've been in since high school. And I, I just feel like I, it's improved other aspects of my life. It's made me more confident and it's made me just think that the limits that were maybe in my head before don't exist. And like, I, I can get further than I thought I could get. Let's freaking go. I love it. I love it. And uh, I, if you guys were probably able to read those scoreboards, but if you didn't read the scoreboards, Jill lost 23 pounds in that first 10 weeks. Tank lost 27 pounds in that first 10 weeks. And Jill did a second program where she lost more. Tank's doing another one where he's going to, has already lost more and is going to continue to lose more. So that's kind of exactly what their, their progress has been. And so I'm going to have a couple questions that we'll kind of go through relatively quickly. The first one, I kind of prepped you guys beforehand in regards to, and it's kind of on the same lines that we just talked about, but I want you to kind of give everybody three keys to sustaining your progress moving forward. Because there are probably people who are listening who have like, I've seen some success with stuff before, but then right after I finished it, like all those habits went out the window. So what, I'm going to start with you, Joe. What are three keys to sustaining your sex success moving forward? So for su sustaining it, I would say probably the biggest one, like I said, is the accountability. Having, having some accountability partner, whoever it is, just somebody that knows what I'm trying to do and just staying on track with it. Um, keeping in mind as far as the, how I want to eat, you know, keep, keep that at the forefront of my mind, you know, and with me, I am still doing the clean eat that, that worked well for me at the beginning. So I'm continuing it. And I love the program, their, their offerings because they change them up all the time. So Tank is learning how to cook and vary things at home, and I'm learning how to read their menu and order <laughs> variants from them. Um, you know, but then also with just those weekly commitments, that's probably the biggest thing for me, you know, too, is knowing, you know, to get a good night's sleep, move my phone across the room, charge my phone across the room, something as simple as that, you know, and um, don't hit the snooze button in the morning and I'll feel better. Um, you know, having my water bottle with me all the time. So just those weekly commitments and being aware of the things that I want to try to accomplish each week. And, and, and just again, to kind of reveal to you guys, like, look, the three things that she just said at the end of putting phone across the room, of not having technology or setting your alarm, phone alarms, um, and not pressing snooze, like, those are, those are going to sound so basic to the people listening. But it's like, most people don't take the time to actually say that they're, they're going to do those things. But it's like, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, you didn't get your workout in the morning. You didn't get your workout done in the morning, not because you lack discipline. It's because you didn't say that you were going to get in bed at a certain time and turn your phone off at a certain time or have your phone at the other side of the room. It's like, that's what's going to determine whether or not you're going to work out. It's like, don't just rely on discipline, do those things. So it's super simplistic, but Tank, kind of same thing for you. What are your three keys to su sustaining your uh, progress moving forward? I know you're in the middle of another 10 week program right now, but still applies. 
Yeah, so uh, the first key to success, I think, is uh, just, we already touched on it kind of a lot, is self-correcting. I mean, mm. not we don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect in eating. Sometimes I want a pizza, and so I eat pizza, you know. Uh, but um, being pizza. able to still get back on track and still know that I'm moving towards my ultimate goal, um, even if I do slip up, because prior to this, I was very much that person like, oh, I had a bad meal, so I'm going to eat three bad meals. So um, just being able to bounce back after, you know, cheating um, is definitely super important. And then I think uh, the second thing I have would be like just remaining focused on the ultimate goal, which is not weight loss, but it was for me, it was like just being a better version of myself. And I know that's, you know, your whole brand is being the best you. And so like, it, you know, just moving closer to being the best version of myself that I can be uh, remaining focused on what's going to get me uh, closer to that. And then uh, the third thing I have was just consistency, you know, um, uh, just being being able to prom make promises to yourself and stick to those promises and um, just, you know, uh, constantly working towards the improvement that you want to see. Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of actually journaled on something the other day that I thought was was really helpful for, for me and, and to communicate to others is that I I, told, I I wrote down that perfection is less about intensity and more about consistency. So instead of making perfect sound like I had the perfect workout or I had the perfect meal and, and, and like that, that being the highest intensity of that thing, like make perfect mean that you're consistent with getting your four or five workouts in for five weeks. Like that's perfect. The consistency is perfect. Perfect isn't the intensity of one day or the intensity of one week or the intensity of one workout. Perfect is the consistency down the road. Um, but love those three keys, y'all. Um, to kind of wrap up, again, last question for, for both of you guys. I want you to speak to the person who is listening to this who is back in your shoes, back in the pre-quarantine when you were eating too much and everybody was like, what the heck is going on? And when you were lost sight of your goals and weren't working out as much and, and maybe didn't believe that you could lose weight because you've done all these meal plans and, and diets in the past and you've maybe seen a little bit of success, but then it's, it went away as quickly as it came. Speak to the person who's like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do what they did. I don't have the discipline. I don't have the time. I, I've never been able to hold myself accountable. I've never been able to be that successful before. What would you say to that person who has that feeling right now? Joe, I'll start with you. So I'll just say that that person was me for so many years, probably 40 years that I've been that person. Um, the mini goals, setting those mini goals, that was the biggest thing. I knew what my long-term goal was, but more importantly, I knew what my mini goals were because those are going to add up to big results. You know, it doesn't, again, you don't have to feel like you're going for that 20 pounds right away. It's knowing that you're going for that two pounds or 
you know, four pounds over a couple of weeks, you know, and, and that consistency, like Tank said, that's what's going to get you there. Just meeting those small goals and those weekly commitments are even smaller. And that's what's going to help you reach those mini goals. So it's all about, you know, just, just small little goals. And those don't take a lot of time. Each one of those don't take a lot of time. And the whole big thing, the big picture can be overwhelming. But when you break it down like that, and then when you see it on a scoreboard or you figure out what it is that works for you to be able to see that success, to me, that's just key to the whole thing. Yeah. No doubt. doubt. It's about setting. So you set a small goal because when you achieve it, you increase your level of belief that you can continue to hit those small Mm -hmm. goals and continue to keep seeing progress. So Really appreciate mm-hmm. that, Jill. All right, Tank, same thing again. What would you say to that person who doesn't think that they can have the success, doesn't think that they can hold themselves accountable, doesn't think that they can be disciplined, just doesn't think that they can do what you guys have done? What would you say to that person? I mean, yeah, I absolutely agree that like the small goals are super beneficial to help you get there. But um, like the way that I kind of viewed the program as I was going through it is it was an investment in myself. Uh mm. You know, I, I feel like by by investing my time and in, into being uh, taking the extra time to plan things and plan out, uh, make a plan for hitting those small goals to get to that ultimate goal made the world of difference. And, um, you know, I've gained more than I ever thought I would from the program as far as just not only lifestyle changes, but like just a boosting confidence and improvement in other aspects of my life that I didn't even know would be a benefit of, of just committing to losing weight or committing to working out. Um, I, I, it's improved every aspect of my life and uh, I think it's absolutely doable for anyone. Awesome. That's awesome. Makes me feel great. I love it. I love it, y'all. Well, again, guys, uh, um, if you're listening, you need to be th- very thankful for that. Uh, Jill and Tank or, or Jill and Nick were willing to spend the time here today giving you a little bit of insight into their process. And we gave you guys like a ton today. Like if you weren't sitting down taking notes, then first off, go back and, and replay it because you need to be taking some notes because we gave you a lot of insight, a lot of keys, write down their three takeaways to how they're going to continue seeing progress moving forward create your scoreboard set some time out aside at the beginning of your weeks and uh, and set yourself up for success well jill tank you guys did a hell of a job i know you're continuing to to crush it and i appreciate you guys spending the time and that's all we got were you taking notes i sure hope so because there is literally gold in that episode If you didn't get to see Jill or Tank's scoreboards because you were listening to the audio, then be sure to go to nickcarrier.com slash podcasts slash Jill and Tank so you can watch the YouTube video because we break down exactly what their strategy was, what their scoreboard looked like, and how they hit their goals. Be sure you share this episode with a friend or family member who is looking to lose weight or get more toned or just get in better shape here in 2021. You can send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And you can also go to nickcarrier.com slash 10 week programs to learn more about the brand new revamped program. Remember, in order to be successful, you got to have an accountability partner. Keep nutrition in the forefront of your mind and you have to make weekly commitments. You have to self-correct quickly. You have to stay focused on your why and you have to consistently follow through day in and day out. 
These are the things that's going to allow you to achieve your fitness goal. And they're also the things that will allow you to get closer and closer to your best you.